Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is so beautiful to see you. I want you to want me. Hey out there live music fans and concert goers, I want to welcome you to the first ever episode of First Concert Memories. You may recognize my voice, it's me, Mac B, the Wolf, host of the Ugly American Werewolf in London Rock podcast. And me and my cohort, Action Jackson, decided we wanted to do a sidecast, a program a little bit different from Ugly American Werewolf in London, where we love to review, yes, sometimes live concerts, classic albums, have guests on to talk about books, movies, their favorite albums, that kind of thing. But we decided to have a new sidecast dedicated solely to the first time you ever saw your favorite rock band and the memories that you created. It's all about the anticipation leading up to the show, who you were with, the album that came out that you're excited to see play live, or maybe it's just the classics from their catalog. Whatever it may be, that first concert of your favorite band is something that you'll never, ever forget. And so we decided to do this little sidecast to give opportunities to other podcasters, big fans, and sometimes recording artists to talk about the first time they saw a live band that really changed their lives. And on the first show here, we got a really special one for you. We've got Tom and Zeus from the Shout It Out Loudcast, the world's number one rated KISS podcast, and our Pantheon podcast brothers, who were on here a little more than a year ago to talk about Kiss's Revenge turning 30 and the time we got to see them. Well, this time, they're coming back to talk about their own first Kiss concert memories. And Jackson and I are going to throw ours in there, too. This might be a little bit of a longer version of this episode. We've got about 20 questions that we have compiled through great research and care to decide what are the 20 questions we want to ask And so everyone who's going to come on this show is going to be asked the same 20 questions each time. But what's fun about this show is Tom went to see Kiss for the first time on the Hot in the Shade tour in 1990. And then Jackson and I saw Kiss together for the first time on the Revenge tour in 1992. But then Zeus didn't see them until 1996 when they all reunited with the original lineup and makeup. So we all get to talk a little bit about the first time we saw Kiss and some compare some notes there, compare some set lists. It's going to be really fun, and we're really excited about having those guys on here. 
quickly, little bit of business to take care of. We are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network, a network of about 100 different shows, of which Ugly American Werewolf and Shout It Out Loudcast are proud members. We also want to put out a word for our amazing sponsor, RareVinyl.com. Guys, RareVinyl.com, based in the UK, has over a quarter of a million items in stock. And yes, they've got a lot of great KISS stuff. They've got a lot of great picture discs. They've got posters. They've got rare and hard-to-find LPs. And it's all in great shape. You can trust these guys. I've been to their warehouse. I've met their team. They do an incredible job of procuring this stuff and then shipping it all around the world to you. And we've seen some nice orders lately. That 10% off you can only use once. So don't just buy a $25 record. Buy 10 $25 records. Find a lot of stuff that you need for your collection and then use that code to save yourself a big fat 10%. Now back to KISS with the Shout It Out Loud guys. Obviously seeing KISS is a big deal. Hearing them on the radio is one thing, but seeing that live show with the bombast and the pyro and the stage that moves up and down, maybe people fly through the air, KISS is something to behold live. It is a spectacle of a show. It's not just them playing their music, it's them entertaining you. And that's why going to see live concerts will always be an important part of rock and roll, rock music, and really entertainment overall. And that's why we wanted to shout it out loud, cast guys, to come tell us about their experience, about seeing their favorite band live for the first time. So you're kind of lucky in that you're going to get three different stories here today. Tom's story from Hot in the Shade, me and Jackson's story from Revenge, and Zeus's story from, I think they call it Worldwide Live, or Live Worldwide. We'll hear about it in the show. Buckle in, guys. This is going to be a fun one. The first ever First Concert Memories sidecast show with Tom and Zeus from Shout It Out Loudcast. Hey, you know what? Before before we really get started here, I have to I have to uh, air the grievances real oh, quick. Yes, about the do two it. Of you. So my son is in the marching band, and they're always looking for volunteers for this volunteer. Blah, 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 blah. So finally, I was like, "Fine, you need concession stand help. I'll do it. Fine, let's go." We get in there. You got to be trained to do everything. I don't know how to make nachos the correct way. All, I, all, all I'm good, good for is to just get the drinks. That's it. Okay, I'll get the drinks. I go over there. I'm already bent out of shape. There's a giant cooler full of ice cold, mellow yellows. No way. And I just lost my shit. And the whole night, anytime anybody would say, Mel, you want a mellow yellow? Here it Who comes. The who the hell is serving mellow yellow? <laughs> that's what I, we're down south, baby. Wow, <laughs> I mean, they, you here. can still find it here, but it's like it's just like a rare. It's not a. That's not very common. It's oh, it's and, um it's Coca Cola's competition against Mountain Dew. Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that's and we're we're I guess we're sponsored by that, but they did have the clear <laughs> urine sample bottles too to top it off. It's fantastic. <laughs> Nice. That's awesome. Well, you're in Georgia, man. That is Coca-Cola country, so you're oh, yeah, not going to get much else, That's right? True. Yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah that That's, makes sense. Good yeah. call. That's yeah. right. Yep. And then one side kiss story. So, you know, when we moved back, all of a sudden I had to buy a new car. You know, I haven't had a car for four years over there. So I'm like, all right, I got to buy a new car. When you buy a new car, they give you Sirius XM for 90 days. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's cool, but I don't drive that much. So I'm not going to renew it. I'm just going to have it for 90 days, but I'm digging it. I'm listening to classic vinyl and all that kind of stuff. The other day, I'm picking up my daughter. She asked you guys a couple of questions. Yes. And uh, she's like, uh, I pick her up from camp one day, and they start playing rock and roll all night. She's it's jazzed up. She's like, yeah, she's singing along. She's going. And nice. right halfway through the song is, 
when my serious subscription runs out, like <laughs> before they got to the solo, it's like, like boom. it cut out in real like, time. Like it's off. Boom. Series is over right now. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into this a little bit here. And uh, thank you guys for being our first guests on the first concert memories. This is something Jackson and I kind of came up with. Like we love going to live shows. We went to some of our biggest first live shows together, like Rush, like Kiss together. And, uh, and so we thought this would be a fun sidecast because everyone's got, whether it's your favorite band or whether it's just some band that you're like, eh, I don't know about them. And then you see them like, whoa, these guys turned me on. Everyone's got that, you know. So we come up with these 20 questions. And so it's what's cool, I think, about what's going to be fun about this is both of you have different tours. And then Jackson and I have the same tour together, like right in the middle, right? Mm -hmm. Tom, you're hot in the shade. We're revenge. And then Zeus is like, it's, what's the reunion? But what do they call that? A, li well, a live worldwide. A live mm -hmm. worldwide, which we also saw together, me yep. and Jackson. So, yep. so we'll kind of go through this. We'll give everybody a chance. The first five are basically like facts, right? Yeah. Like just immutable facts. Where, what was it? What was the date? That kind of stuff. So we can run through those pretty quickly. But then as we go through maybe six through 20, you can embellish a little bit, you know, have some fun. Hey, just do what you do, man. Have some laughs. Keep it fun. Just That's enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's do a little background first. Obviously, we know a lot about how you got into Kiss. Tom was when you were little, basically, you know, Zeus, you were kind of the same way. You went away, but then it came back later. For me and Jackson, it was kind of more like high school when you started to see Kiss exposed and, and get in more into music. Like, you know, Kiss back in the 70s were awesome. And then when we lived together in college, 91 and 93, started doing, you know, picking up Kiss records, Kiss posters on the wall, going to Kiss conventions, stuff like that. So, I mean... Did you always want to see Kiss in concert as a little kid? Or was it you have to get to be a little older before you realize these guys tour when they come around? I can see them. And that's something I want to do. I think when I was younger, I didn't even understand the concept of a tour or mm -hmm. a concert. So I, it, it never occurred to me. I want to see them. Kiss is a lot different than I listened to Led Zeppelin when I was younger. Kiss was a, a young kids like comic book kind of superhero thing right so I, the memories i had of kiss is looking at the covers playing some of the music sure but also like the playing cards and buying those and the t-shirts and wearing those that was to the extent of what you know kiss was and it, like again i it didn't even occur to me i could go see them play love gun live right you know, That's, I'm five years old, if that. Yeah, I I agree. That's I was actually going to say the exact same thing. I got into Kiss when I was about five or six, and it was listening to some of the records, but more visually, you know, the, the toys, the games, the T-shirts, and and at that time, I, I mean, you're you're, I mean, I don't even think I understood the concept of a live show mm -hmm. until years later. About like, wait, wait, this band that I love is going to come and play their music for me near my house like that didn't even register at that age you know what i mean I and by the and by the time it did which was my first show which you know we'll get into i'm, I'm like okay that it, i was a little bit older for my first show for a kiss fan but again we'll get into that specifically but yeah I, I, the concept of a live show didn't even register as a kid yeah i know and i was kind of the same way and I, also the, the tour bringing the uh bringing all the props and all that stuff yeah. and that, well, that didn't register me to me either because i remember watching 
was it uh, was it the Motley Crue was the Wild Side video when Tommy's in the thing in the drum the kit that drums. spins around? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing that. I'm like, oh man, that's really cool. It's cool they did that for the video. And I remember talking to someone on the phone, like, well, they may be coming to town, but they're not bringing that spinning thing with them because you couldn't do that. You couldn't bring that on the road. They did that in a studio for the video. I had no concept that yes, they take it with them everywhere. And certainly, mm-hmm. Kiss has a lot of little bits and pieces to take with them everywhere on the road. A little toned down for the one that we finally saw, me and Jackson on Revenge. It was a little different than your Kiss tour. We'll, we'll get into that, right, Jackson? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that was yeah. kind of the same. I mean, we had seen the Stones finally in the 80s. But prior to that, I didn't really – did you even have a concept of there's this huge stage setup that comes with you, Jackson? No. No. I think I was like you. It was I saw it on TV and I figured that's what it was. There's no way you could haul this thing around. The concept of seeing that live with the fire and everything else. No, not not until the, the Stone show. I guess since Tom's was the first one that happened in what is the 1990 yes. on the on the Hot in the Shade show. Why don't we do the first five? The first five questions are are pretty much, you know, the basic stuff that anybody could look up. Tom, why don't you give us the date, venue, city? Obviously, we know the artists that tour one through five. I'll give ours, and then Zeus, you give yours, and we can compare them a little bit. Yeah, so for me, it was Hot in the Shade Tour. It was June 29th, 1990 in Mansfield, Massachusetts. At the time, it was called the Great Woods Performing Arts Center. It's now called the Xfinity Center. And it's your standard summertime outdoor shed, you know, uh, (laughs) covered area, lawn seats. You know, everybody's got one in their town. Yeah, and at that time, I I I went with... Uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll get into that, but yeah, that was the date, the venue, um, Mansfield is like 40 minutes kind of South of Southwest of Boston or whatever, you know, it's not far from like where the Patriots play in Foxborough, Mass. I got you. Um, yeah. You've seen a bunch of shows there over the years. Yeah. I go there all the time. Yeah. I actually have, I actually have a show, a concert I'm going to there at the, uh, next month in July. Um, yeah, I try to go there. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great venue. It's just, it, it's a bitch to get to. And of course, mm. parking and all that crap, but it's the life of going to a concert, but yeah, no, the venue's been around forever and it's, it's full all summer. So. And is it what, like 10 or 12,000 under the seats or like 5,000 under seats and then you got 10,000 more up over, you know, the, the unseated. So yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty big. I think total capacity altogether is I think it's over 20 grand. Yeah. So the, the, the uncovered section used to be called they used to call it the lawn where it was literally grass. Uh, and then over the years, it's evolved. One year they tried like sand, which was a total disaster. They tried like wooden <laughs> chips, which was a total disaster. Goodness. Then they went back to lawn. I think they might have some form of seating there now, but it, that used to be the luxury of the, when you'd get for, if there was a band and a bunch of people would go, you'd get, you'd go and get a lot, you'd bring like a blanket and you just stand or sit. Sure. Yeah. Um, so they kind of took that away that, that kind of, you know, that kind of like luxury and that enjoyment of the, of the actual lawn seats, but they do still have an, an uncovered section, but it's a, for a shed, it's pretty big. Right, so were cool. you, were you on the lawn for that first no, this concert? no, we okay. had we had actual seats. Yeah, because my because my problem is there was one where I used to live in San Antonio, and they had it was the same thing. But yep. the problem was that if you got too far back on the lawn, the the roof line kind of got in the way. Well, so that's that was, a, that, yeah, that, that's exactly what Great Woods did is, and they mm-hmm. still have it now. That if you're on the lawn, they actually have where the roof line is. They actually have monitors, so it kind of okay. sucks because you can't. You can see the band, but you're 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 kind of paying more attention to what's going on on the monitor, you know, right. to get to get a better view of what's happening on stage. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right, all right. So, in our venue <clears throat> for 1992 for the Revenge Tour, when we were living together as sophomores at Rollins College, it was October 29th, 
1992 in Daytona Beach mm. of all wow. places, which is uh, that was not even an hour away. I feel like Jackson from yep. uh, from our but spot. Can can we talk about that for a minute? What the hell are we doing there? They have a giant arena in Orlando, and we're trucking all the way up for an hour to what? I don't even know what that place was. It was the Ocean Center. Okay. Uh, is what it was called. It was not real big. Um, obviously, it was Kiss on the Revenge Tour. And yeah, it was kind of a <laughs> GA on the floor, no seats on the floor. And I think they said it's 9,300. And that's kind of where Kiss was at that point, right? It, it kind of did revenge so they could go back to more of a hard sound. But they also did it because they weren't necessarily selling out though that big of spots at that point anymore. It, right. And and then mm. obviously they went back to the makeup a few years later because they didn't want to play the bigger places. And so while they might be playing 15,000 seat to 20,000 seat arenas in some places or down there, maybe they weren't just uh, quite as popular anymore. And so yep. this is the size of the place that they're playing, you know, and honestly, it's kind of a shithole. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, it was underwhelming to get there. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, yeah, because like we were in Orlando. The arena is nice; it's where the mm-hmm. magic play. You know, we saw Van Halen there and Rush and blah blah blah. It's like, why don't they play that? We go to Daytona. And I'm like, ugh, this place is not that great. But I was <laughs> I was so psyched to see Kiss and see them play those songs. Of course, we didn't have Setlist FM, so we don't know what's coming. Mm-hmm. we're just excited to go yes well, exactly. we, well yeah because we spent it was probably about an hour in the car just trying to think like i mean obviously you're going to play the stuff off the new record we get that but like what were they going to play off the old stuff so we go back and forth oh no there's no way they're playing that so that was kind of a fun memory of the trip in just trying to guess what the set list would be that's right yep how about you mr zeus so i went to see kiss on the reunion tours the first time i saw them the actual date i was just asking tom Mike, was it the 30th or the 31st? It was the July 30th, 1996 at what's now the Boston Garden again. But at the time, it was called the Fleet Center. The Fleet Center, right. So they ripped down the old garden. They put up the Fleet Center with no personality. (laughs) And uh, the place was packed about, you're talking about at least Mm 17,000 full to the max. I I don't know how many concerts I've seen at the garden uh, you know, a, a shit ton. Probably right. the most I've seen is there. And I think we were kind of like dead center, but in the back, like, but not in balcony and stuff, but we could see it straight up. Nice. And uh, yeah, it was myself, Tom, our friend Murph, and another Murph. kid. Yeah. <laughs> and another kid named uh, Mike, who figures in this, he's not that big of a Kiss fan. I wasn't very close with him, but Tom played football with him. But the thing about him was that we had, uh, he was part of our group when we decided to dress up as Kiss in our junior year in college. Oh, nice. So that's probably 94. Senior year. Senior was Halloween. Yeah, it was 94, fall of 94. Yep. So that's the picture that's on your website of you guys. Yes. Yes. Did you make him Peter Chris? He talking about I I Zeus is he was Chris. Chris. <laughs> he was he was Ace Frilly. He actually had tinfoil across his chest, like it was. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's what we did it, and uh, we decided to dress up like Kiss and go to the con and go to the fucking Halloween thing, and got a bunch of like, huh? <laughs> yeah, there's no one like Kiss coming back and Kiss <laughs> with makeup, like no one kind of put it all together, and uh, 
And we like to think we were the catalyst for them to get back together. Yeah, absolutely. I they no saw doubt. our Halloween photos, <laughs> and uh, that's when they decided to get back. Well, I'll but tell I, you, I, I know that awesome. if if we knew in 1992 that they were going to do that reunion tour, we'd have turned around and come back from the Ocean Center. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I was I was psyched to see them, man. I, and I wanted to see forever and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, it's 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 funny, Zeus, because I, I was talking. I was. T- talking to Murph about this episode and you were I talking know, to somebody backstage before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we, we saw so many of those reunion shows. I think we saw both shows at the garden and then they came around back to Worcester. I think pro like all this. And I said, Murph, it was me, you and Zeus was the fourth. Was it Mike or was it Rick or was it? Da- I can't remember. I think it was Mike for the first one. Murph thinks it was Rick for the first one. I can't remember, but that, but was- we, e- either way, we were all together for these. Shows. I only went with one show. I think okay. it was Mick Lucas who was with Okay, us. gotcha. Okay. So if, okay. If we went on the 30, if that was him. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. And we went with Sean and Spitzy Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I can't, I think, I think, I don't know about Spitz. I think he was a fan. I think Sean was just along for the, he just wanted to go to a show. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we, Jackson and I were the big rock heads and, you know, Sean was a, was a great guy, super nice guy, mm-hmm. got a lot of girls around him. So he was fun to have around. But he was like the guy who's like, oh, what's that record? Oh, can I make a tape of it? I'm like, yeah, sure, Sean, no problem. So he's probably still got like 25 Maxell cassettes <laughs> yep. from CDs that Jackson and I had in our collection. But he was also yep. a cool guy. Like when we went to see Rush, a radio station in town would do an instant replay. So you could hear on the way home exactly the set list that you just heard, oh, you know, cool. kind of thing. Yeah. And so we're like, all right, dude, Sean tape it for us, you know, and then we'll, we'll zip back and I'll flip the tape as soon as we get there. And God bless him. The first rush show that we saw on the roll the bones tour, he hit the record. Then he went out uh, and we zipped home and left his door open so we could come in and, and, and record that. I still have that tape. So God nice. bless you, Sean. We love you, man. Nice. Uh, but yeah, Spitz was a year older than us. And yeah, he, he knew kiss from back in the days. So like, yeah, of course I want to go see kiss. Um, so that was, that was fun. Wish I was still in touch with those guys. It's, it's, it's sad the way you kind of grow apart from people these days. Which um, figures into which figures into the rest of this story. But go ahead for me. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Well, I mean, so yeah, all right. So eight, nine, and ten. Was it your idea? I think I got an idea of that. Um, how did you get there? And what was your pregame ritual? Why don't you run through that for us, Tom? Yeah. So I, I so I went. So at the time, I went with one of my best friends from high school. It was supposed to be me, him. And a third person. So we we had three we had three tickets, and I think I think it was ser- literally the day of the show. He had met me at my house um, because we were gonna we were gonna drive down to Mansfield, and the third person who I had the ticket for last minute is like I can't go. Now oh. now at this time, obviously, there's no texting. There's no way to communicate. It's like all right, well, I guess I guess we'll just eat the ticket or see if we can sell it when we get down to the parking lot or whatever. Sure, yeah. So the two of us drove down. We 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 were. We were we were huge Kiss fans, but Hot in the Shade, like that album for a lot of people, obviously rejuvenated the Kiss fandom for a lot of people with, you know, Hide Your Heart and Forever and the Rise to It video and all that stuff. Yeah. So we, we were fired up. So we drove down. I mean, we were th- this was one month before my 17th birthday. I mean, you know, I, I, I was I was you know, we, we were kids. You know, we weren't we weren't drinking. We weren't doing anything. We got down there. We tailgated as much as we could tailgate. Obviously, we can't drink. Right. Um, but I just remember the energy like people were just really, really excited to see Kiss and to like everybody's playing all the music in the in the parking lot and everything. But, yeah, it was it was it was our idea both to, you know, and this is this is the old days of paper tickets. 
yep. you know, the, the good old days of having the yeah. paper ticket. So, yeah, it was, it was great. It was just, you know, thinking back to like, geez, I wasn't even 17 years old. And just, you know, you remember the, the certain things that just burn into your brain. So it was good. Unfortunately, we never did get rid of that third ticket. We ended up eating it. So and I'd give anything to have it right now to know where that was and just keep a, like a, like an unripped ticket. You know what I mean? Oh, I man. wish I had it. Yep. I hear you. All right. So for us, let's see. Yeah, no, it was totally our idea. As soon as we hear Kiss is coming, we got to go see Kiss. Are you kidding me? So, I mean, what did the album came out? I feel like at the end of our freshman year, like May or something like that of 92. That sounds I, about right. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and then it, I, and we may have even gotten the tickets before we went away for the summer. And then we come back for fall and it's like, OK, yeah, now we got tickets. Or maybe I got them because I was the only one from Florida and you yeah. guys all went up back home north. So maybe I got them. And then I, I kind of filled you guys in later. How do we get there? That's what I was trying to remember. I was guessing that Spitz drove I think Jackson. So. Yeah. But, that, I mean, that sounds familiar to me. Cause I think, cause I mean, you had a car, but it was tiny. Yeah. No, I had like that rabbit. Yeah. That, that tiny little rabbit that was too small the day that I got it. So <laughs> yeah, I doubt that the, the four of us at six feet and higher all got into that thing. So I'm assuming Spitz did. Yeah. But for our pregame, Jackson and I pregame for the most of the shows we went to was to go to Hooters first. <laughs> Why not? Because we're classy guys and that's what we do. Um, our bodies could take anything Hooters could put in it back in those days. Yep. But I'm pretty sure we didn't do that, even though there's kind of a colossal Hooters in Daytona. There's probably more than one at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I don't think that that was our ritual that day. I think we just kind of jumped in and went and then got up there. And Spitz was probably the only one who was either 21 or had an ID. So I don't really recall drinking. No, I don't. You know? I don't recall that either. I, it's, what I recall is just, yeah, kind of going up there, getting there, seeing the show and then coming back. I don't remember hanging out that much in Daytona because I don't think there was really anything going on. And I think that was kind of part of the problem, too, is if you go spring break, it's hopping. You go in October, there's nothing going on. Right. Yeah. There's strip clubs and strip malls. And that's about it. <laughs> That's Daytona Beach. <laughs> How about you, Zeus? I mean, I know Tommy was with you. So I bet you he knows this better than me. <laughs> I'm thinking we probably would have met at your house. Is that correct? Probably. And yeah. then you drove, if anything. Honestly, I, it's so funny how I remember the Hot in the Shade tour from six months prior, probably because it was my first one. And we went to so many reunion shows that I, I can't remember that. I can't remember the details. I mean, did we drive in? Did we take the train? What the hell? I don't remember. I, I truly don't remember. That might be right. You might be correct on, that we took the T in, but I don't remember us taking the T back. Yeah, that's why we probably we probably drove in. Yeah. And I think we were drinking. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we were. Of course we were. Pretty good chance. Back, yeah. back then in those days, drinking in the car, the car ride, that's the best part. Yeah, and we were one year removed from college, so we were still, yeah, like, we were still my, like children. Yeah. My thinking is that the three of us came in and McLucas met us there. So me, you, and Murph, and probably it would have been Murph drove. See, this is what's funny about this. If Murph listens to this episode, he's going to be yelling at this at his podcast app. <laughs> That's not it. We took this car and we went this way. He probably he's got like a ridiculous steel trap for a mind. But uh, but either way, nice. yeah, we 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 got an, and and you can't the thing about the garden. You can't tailgate because it's a big it's a big arena in the in the in the, in the middle, middle of Boston, city in the yeah. middle of Boston. So it's not like my, it's not like where I was for Hot in the Shade, where it's a massive parking lot where people can drink, cook out, play music. You know the garden you go to a show you just you just go to the show yeah that's the thing daytona is one big parking lot anyway so it's you know, <laughs> probably gotten away with it yep yep 
Hi, this is Mick Wall, and you are listening to the ugly American werewolf in London. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, well, let's do it. Now, this starts to get into some of the more fun parts uh, where we maybe will have differing opinions on some stuff there. Tom, why don't you tell us about the opening act that night? Yeah, so we had Little Caesar, who at the time I knew nothing about at all, but we had Slaughter. And, I, and my buddy and I, okay. my, my buddy and I were jacked because they were, that was the uh, Stick It To You album. Yeah. Um, when they played, when they, they ended their set, I think they ended their set or maybe didn't I know it was near the end of the set with, with up all night, which obviously was the huge song at that time. Uh, so slaughter was incredible. That was a blast to see them. And it, and at the, again, at the time when you, when you buy these tickets, you don't know anything about anything. You just like, I'm yeah. going to see kiss. So you don't know. It's like, Oh, kiss with slaw. I mean, I th- we found out later on that like slaughter was going to be there, but the bummer for us was that there were other legs of the tour where they had winger, which at the time, I know you can say what you want about winger, but at the time winger was huge. There was a section of the tour where they had danger, danger playing with them. I could do without them. A right. section of the tour, a section of the tour where they had Vixen playing with them. Ooh. Yeah. So we got stuck with little Caesar who uh, I, I, to this day, I still don't know anything about them, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I, but I do know that slaughter was, was awesome. Slaughter was great. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously part of the kiss family. Do you think that Little Caesar was on the tour because of the stupid song that's on Hot in the Shade? Like, hey, let's put. Them oh, I on. know. Yeah, maybe. But they they were they <laughs> right? were a big, they were they were a big part of of their of the tour. They were Little Caesar was with them for a while. Uh, there was also a section of the tour that uh, Faster Pussycat played with Slaughter, which would have been amazing too. So, but I'm just glad at least we got Slaughter. So that they, they they were really good. Well, that's cool. Yeah, and Faster Pussycat was a part of our show. It was Kicks, who I was not impressed oh, okay. with i'm not okay. gonna lie to you yeah uh, but then faster pussycat came out and they're kind of this they're a little sleazier and you guys know pj pretty well at this point right mm-hmm. uh pj farley yeah you know i thought they were good they were really loud and it was i don't know i just kind of remember being sober and being like these guys are okay but but where's kiss you know it's it, you know like yeah i'm not a huge fan they're better than kicks tammy was quite the showman 
but uh-huh. I didn't know their music all that well. And I was still like, okay, are they going to play Strutter? Are they going to play Shout It Out Loud? Are they, you know, I was kind of in my full kiss mode. And we were in general admission on the floor so we could walk around. So I get up close maybe for a song or two. Like, okay, yeah, I don't need to be these close to these guys. And then I would just kind of go back and kind of wait for, for Kiss. That was kind of the way I remember it, Jackson. Yeah, yeah I, the same thing. It, to me, remembering it, when they were uh, the opening bands were on, it was almost like a high school dance. You know, like there were people kind of milling around. There were people in the back. There, you could go, I mean, like you said, you go up and touch the stage at that point in time. So that was a little disappointing. And yeah, I wasn't super familiar with either one of the bands. So it was, come on, let's go. Let's get to the main act here. Yeah. Do you recall Zeus what it was for your first show? The opener. I I have it right here. It's terrible. Uh So so there were two different openers for the two Boston shows. The first show, July 30th, was the Nixons. Terrible, like, (laughs) terrible, like, 90s. They had a song, I think it was called, like, Sister or something. One of those, like, even know them. Matchbox 20, Uh, all post grunge, soft rock thing. And then, and then for the next show, they had a band called D Generation, who I've never heard of. Never heard of them then or after. <laughs> Me neither, man. Oh my god. Yeah, they had Kiss had a bunch of like nothing on that on on that section of the tour. They had, I mean, of course, the 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 big show at Tiger Stadium. Of course, those people were lucky. They had Allison Chains, but then they had band. Then they had like the Melvins. Okay. Three Eleven. Three Eleven isn't bad. Um, no, but an uh, interesting choice. Yeah, and then and then this is kind of crazy. Just looking again. Then at the in, at the end of '96, they actually had the Deftones opening up for them. I don't know hmm. if there's a lot of crossover between the Kiss and Deftones <laughs> fans, but yeah, once again, Kiss kind of crapping out with opening bands for the for that reunion tour, which is weird because it was the biggest tour in the world. You would have thought yeah. they would have had like well known like big bands or bands that were kind of. I mean, if you can have Alice in Chains open up for Kiss, and Alice in Chains was headlining tours in '96, sure, they were yeah. cheap back then. Gene was yeah, like, <laughs> "Fuck them, we don't need them to make the money." That's exactly. Where's right? the painter? Yeah. <laughs> Paul, where's your painter friend? Um, it's funny because while we're doing this, I texted Murph and Murph rolled back to me. I drove to the Worcester show, got us pulled over. Would have been the same that drove us to Boston, too. So he was the one who drove yeah, us. Of course. Gotcha. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so yeah. we have we have we have we kind of have Murph joining us via satellite, right? Now. Yes, Murph. Yeah, Murph. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yep. they're right, though. I mean, if you're doing this reunion that everybody's been dying for for 15 years or whatever it is, you don't need to overpay for some up and coming band who may just be able to steal the show if they're pretty good. Right. right. They could right. do that in the beginning because you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. So when they start setting them up, they're like, yeah, why don't we have Alice in Chains and stuff? And then when they start seeing the ticket sales, they're like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Bring the local band from the corner. They'll, they'll open up for it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I saw that tour a couple of times and I don't even recall. I like, I might not even have shown up until after they were off yeah, stage. That's, you know? that's pretty, that was pretty common for us. If we didn't know the artist that's opening up, you're, you're tailgating, you're drinking in the parking lot before you go. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. I don't, if there was a band there in 96, I do not remember them. I was, I was not in the arena for that show no, for that part of the show candle box opening for rush kind of ruined it for me at the arena i'm like okay if we don't know them we are not going early <laughs> now see i I, I, li- I, I like candle box but candle box opening for rush that doesn't make any sense 
Well, were there three of them? Was that it? Are they a threesome? Because maybe that had something to do with it. I don't, I don't know. Think so. I no, think, I, think they're, I think I think they're a full band, but it's just the, the crossover. Well, the nineties. We've talked about this before. The nineties were weird because you still had the legacy acts like Kiss, Rush, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and then all these new up and coming grunge alt rock bands. Mm-hmm. So the the like I just said, like the Deftones opening for Kiss. That's just bizarre, you know. But yeah, yeah. no. And the first show I think that Jackson and I saw together was Van Halen on Foreign Lawful Carnal Knowledge. Allison Chains open for them. Right. Now, Allison Chains is awesome and we dug them the much, but they're not exactly the happy California band. No. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 you know? right, right. And they came out just wearing like uh their underwear to do the 5150 dance uh mm-hmm. at some point with Van Halen there. I'm like, oh Jesus. Did Eddie know this was gonna happen? <laughs> I don't know, just impromptu, or I don't know, but they looked very surprised. <laughs> they did, yeah. They, they were sure like, did. what the shit? Because yeah, I mean, we're talking like tidy whities and that's it. Oh, God. Yeah, sneakers. Yes. Yeah. All right. Question 12 on these very, very well thought out right. questions for, that we're going to be using for years here. How were the seats? Were they good or bad? What was your experience? Let's let's do it the opposite way. Let's let Zeus start it off this time. I thought the seats weren't bad. I just uh, I can I, I that's the part that I remember. Mm-hmm. So I remember the everything going off. And I remember where we sat in the back. We were kind of like dead center. But not in the balcony, but dead center. And I just remember the stuff going off and just looking at Tom and just being like, ah. <laughs> yeah. like holy shit. Yeah. And you could see them. And I remember seeing like Peter's drums and stuff like that. So it wasn't that bad. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, and this was back in the days when you could get good seats that didn't cost you three hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that I think they it wasn't the three hundred section. It was kind of like lower, lower bowl. They were. It was I think the loge, but in the back yeah. of the arena. Yeah, they but were you're good. looking dead center. Yep. yep. Well, and that tour. I mean, obviously, we were also excited to finally see this after seeing it on TV and in magazines as kids. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be in the third row to really appreciate that mm-hmm. stage. In fact, you want to be back a little bit so you can kind of take it all in. Right? And I that's agree. what we had. Exactly. That visual. Yep. <clears throat> yep. And it's dead center. So you're not getting weird angles and missing out. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. And then for us, we're on the floor uh, and we did GA. So we can kind of push our way up. I feel like we got up to about, I don't know, eight or 10 people back. Jackson, does that sound wow. right? Yeah, I think I, that sounds about right to me. And I think we were on the Gene side. We're on the Gene side. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's it was good. And I remember they had the big, what was it, the Statue of Liberty in the yes. back? Yes. That's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the post apocalyptic New York, whatever that was yeah. kind of supposed yeah. to be. And, and then her face, her face falls off and it's like the skull under it. And everything. That's pretty badass. Yeah. It, yeah. it was cool. Yeah. But it was also weird because I'm like, yeah. Kiss isn't really into skulls. I mean, they're not Iron Maiden, you know, kind of thing right, where the right. mommy comes off. So while I was like, that is cool, I was kind of wondering, is that they're really Kiss? They're trying. Know? They're trying yeah. a little too hard. They don't have the old Kiss costumes and shit like that. Right. But so they, you'd have to come up with something different. You're right, absolutely the, right. They also didn't have That's the day glow or yeah. animal print anymore. Yeah. And then the right. tears are falling, yeah. you know, outfits either, you know, like the sequence, they, they look cool as hell on the revenge tour, honestly. And it was the first time we got to see Eric Singer, obviously, but we'll, we'll get into more of that here. What about the seats for uh, hot and shade there, Tom? Yeah, they were great. They were, uh, they were, they were covered. They were lower. And again, remember this is 1990 kiss was, it was the first time in a long time where people were kind of paying attention to kiss again, because of forever and, right. and all that. So it was the first time where there was kind of like real interest for Kiss as opposed to their previous tours. 
you know, kind of playing at like a, a smaller crowd. So yeah, we were able to get really good seats. You know, there's really, there's really not a, so the way that great woods or Xfinity is it called now, it's kind of shaped like a, like a, like a pie shape. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So we were kind of, we were covered and we were low. So we, we were, we were, the seats were, they were perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Yep. yep. And then what about the sound? Let's, let's go back to you then, Tom. I mean, what was the quality of the sound? Do you remember? Yeah. Great woods is weird because it's, it's, it's a, it's an outdoor covered venue, but they up, up on the, up on the ceiling, they kind of have, you know, like, like every other venue, they kind of have like those, those soundproof, you know, sheets to kind of keep the sound from kind of bouncing all over the venue. I mean, it's it sounded good. I mean, look, when you see Kiss in concert, your 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 ears and your mind are just being overloaded anyway. So that's right. I mean, it's gonna you know, but the band sounded great. I mean, nineteen ninety for me was like almost peak Paul. But obviously, Bruce Kulick was out of his mind. You get Eric Carr. Thank God I, I got to see Eric Carr once. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So no, they 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 sounded they sounded great. I remember. I mean. I mean, I, I don't know if you want me to get into this now or the set list, but you know how the how the show started when they came out. It was just it was just mind blowing. So yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll get uh, we, we can do the set list kind of when we get to eighteen or so. And yeah. Kind of compare okay. it to some of the other ones. Sure. What, what do you remember about the sound before we go to Zeus Jackson? Uh, loud. Yeah. Very very loud. Like because you know they've got even even the opening bands were not as loud. Like when that started up, it was like you got hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, you're, you're, like you said, Tom, your ears kind of. Uh, shut down a little bit and it's just like who you can you can feel it like you know you can feel the vibrations in your chest especially from the bass and the drums yeah honestly man like i i never even considered wearing earplugs to a show <laughs> until that one <laughs> and then you know afterwards like the next day my ears ring i'm like god there is something to like you don't want to listen to music that loud it's not that good for you you know and <laughs> And obviously now when I take Ruby to shows, I make her wear her earplugs. I'm like, you're not ruining it, you know, over whoever we're going to see today. Yep. But like, that was the first time I was like, wow, if you do this for a living, you can't just, you got to do something to protect your ears because that is crazy. And yeah, you know, they, they were probably playing, sometimes they play a, a 15 to 20,000 seater and we probably had, you know, 6,000 people there. So we were pushed up pretty close. So it's like, yeah, I was probably a little closer than I needed to be to the speakers, but that didn't matter. I, I wanted to be close to the band. I wanted to see Gene, and we'll talk about that here in a bit. I mean, what do you remember from the sound from 96, Zeus? Uh, it's amazing. I, I just, I know that the visuals, the sound, everything was just perfect at that mm-hmm. point. It's the garden, so the sound is always pretty good there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean, I don't have anything of complaints thinking about oh yeah this kind of sounds muddy or i can't hear it or static no it was it was like perfect yeah yeah it was so psyched to be there too it's like god all four of them back together playing the old songs yeah that's awesome amazing yep yeah well now this is where i can get a little interesting hopefully we can have some fun with this number 14 is favorite moment favorite moment of the show which isn't necessarily the best song or your favorite but it could be something that happened between you and your buddies. Uh, so, Tom, why don't you lead us uh, on your favorite moment from the evening? This is easy. So anybody who saw the Hot in the Shade tour, the opening of the show. So you got Leon the Sphinx mm-hmm. okay, on the stage. The mouth of Leon opens up and the band comes out onto really? the stage. There's like laser beams and like all this <laughs> stuff. They come out and now... Remind, remember, this is 1990, so there's not a lot of Kiss, quote unquote, nostalgia at this time. That you know they're promoting Hot in the Shade, right? They open up with "I Stole Your Love." Whoa. I mean, absolute just sensory overload for, visually, and I'll never forget. I will never forget looking at my friend Chris 
and we just like the the crowd was like lost their effing mind because you're thinking they're gonna open up with hide your heart or something you know crazy nights or something nope they yeah. go back they go back to seventy seven and open up with I stole your love and it was just incredible incredible that's awesome that's yep. a great moment yep. that's cool yep. what was your favorite moment Jackson I don't know if it was my favorite moment. obviously when they played you know take it off that take was kind of nice with the uh, additional um, members of the performance that yeah. was nice. But but the thing that I really remember that I love was at the end where they have the the face comes off the Statue of Liberty and it didn't go off exactly like, you know, like I think Gene points to it or something and it doesn't go. And then it goes and just a look on his face like perfect. Like he was just kind of like <laughs> just annoyed. Like, why can't Fire you that man? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Just just that. Like, that's a live performance, baby. Doesn't always yep. work out the same, oh, which is a side story for Kiss. I saw him a few years later. It might have even been when they were with Aerosmith doing that co-headline oh, thing. Terrible show. <laughs> I, I know. I know how you guys feel about that. I've listened to your show many times. <laughs> Sorry. But, but, but here's the thing. So Paul starts doing his crowd work. He's talking and the spotlight's not on him. It's somewhere else. And oh. he's like, over here, idiot. And, you know, the first time he goes over here and boom, and then it gets to him, right? And then it's fine. And then a couple songs later, it starts again. He's doing his crowd work. The spotlight's not on it. Oh, and no. he's like, I'm over here, you idiot. And then finally the guy puts it on him and he goes, you're an idiot. Like, you're going to be working at a gas station tomorrow. And and then it's like, wait a minute, we have a blue collar crowd. There's probably some gas station attendants. He goes, yeah. And he goes, and then he goes, here's how he saves. It. He goes, nothing wrong with working at a gas station as long as you know what you're doing. You don't. And he pointed up at him. Like, and Gene was skulking around behind him, just shaking his head. I can see his face goes, you fucking idiot. Like, Gene was so pissed <laughs> oh off. Oh, my God. And I'm like, those guys need to hear that story. That's that's a sure. good that, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, but oh, see, that was before cell phones, so I don't, like, have proof of it. It's just my memory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but my favorite moment was, and this is very personal, didn't happen to any of the other three guys, was Gene looked at me. Mm. And he was kind of mocking me because we're up there close. And I don't know why I was just I was looking at the side of the arena and just looking up there. But I'm bopping along the song like mm, 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 like this. Right. And then I turn my gaze back to the stage and there's Gene looking at me like, mm, 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 like, <laughs> Look at you, kiss tart. <laughs> like he was mocking me. There's no doubt about it. But I still that's awesome. <laughs> so that's. I'll never forget that. Yeah, that's that was it for me. So Gene you? was doing like the derp face back to you. Dur, dur, dur. <laughs> <laughs> like, how much money have I made off this moron? <laughs> this is Sunny Hollywood Pony, and you are listening to the Ugly American Werewolf in London Rock Podcast. Why? Somebody has to. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. How about you, Zeus? Oh, 
it's got to be the opening. So they oh, come yeah. out and play Deuce, and there it is. The fucking, you know, the smoke, firebombs, everything goes off, and you're like, holy shit. We're <laughs> seeing them make up, makeup on everything. Like, yeah, you don't forget things like that. And just the sheer excitement. And again, this was something that uh, you get to share. And it's not like, oh, I got to share a concert with a buddy of mine. But this is like my kiss buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And we had many a night sitting there in college talking about stupid kiss shit, going over kiss shit, talking about it. And now they got makeup on in the back in front of us. Like there, you can't, you can't put that, yeah. you can't explain it sometimes as well as you, but you feel it and you know what you're talking about when you, you say that. And it was just overwhelmingly a sense of joy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And you'd seen Bruce do the deuce dance, maybe, but to see Ace in his costume doing the deuce dance, I'm like, mm-hmm. man, that's, that's really cool. I really yep. wanted to see that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well then let's swing back to you. Let you start it off this time. Zeus. What was your favorite song of the night? Was it Deuce or was there another? No. Yeah. That's going to be King of the Nighttime World. Ooh, oh, yeah. I've always loved that song. And it's in, you know, I don't know if you would say it's a deep cut, but when Kiss plays it compared to the other songs that are repetitive since the reunion. Right. It's not played often, but it's such a fun I think ballsy song when Paul is just saying, I'm the king, I'm the king, I'm the king. And then all of a sudden Ace's guitar lick comes on. Oh my God. I fucking love it. Awesome. Awesome. And I I looked through your set list to kind of go back in time. Our set list was the same. Maybe it was a little different order, but I think all the songs were the same. And I just, you know, in listening to your show, I'm like, they have not, they, they, they at least were doing some different things back then. The last 15 years, not so much, but back then you, we saw stuff that you don't get to see anymore. And so that was, that was a fond memory just to say, yeah, I did get to see those songs. And I remember being psyched to see them at the time. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, all the songs since the reunion, are there more than 30 different songs? No, I don't think so. I'd be They're playing there basically 30 to 35 songs, the same since 96 yeah but they don't throw they don't throw deep cuts in at all if anything at some point later on they're only throwing the some of the hits from the 80s they start adding the lick it ups the tears are falling crazy nights things like that and heaven's on fire but the original stuff they don't they're not bringing got love for sale they're not bringing in <laughs> x-ray eyes like, think about what they could have done if they really wanted to. Oh, no, they could have gone deep and it let everybody. I mean, obviously, you're going to let Ace do something from his solo album once in a while. You know, mm-hmm. they do New York Groove cut a bit. They might do Rip It Out once in a while. Let Gene do something from his solo album. Let Paul, right? Yeah, no, yeah. they don't want to do that. And Tom may have had the most interesting set list. Uh, just because they, they once they got to the reunion, they did stop doing a lot of those 80s songs, you know? So I feel like, Tom may have gotten the best, you know, tears are falling was one that really kind of got cut out a lot and it was a huge hit. I mean, I almost like that more than heaven's on fire just because I've they, they play heaven's on fire every goddamn night. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mid tempo though. It's so concert wise. It's I get it. Yeah, you're right. But still, I like it. What about you, Jackson? Was it, was it taken off? Uh, yes, for that reason, correct. Because you know, like we were, like we talked about on our, when we reviewed Revenge, 
you know, he's like, oh, it's, it's something about strutting around. See, a lot of pretty girls strutting around, like, oh, they're going to play strutter. Yeah, okay, like strutter, man, here, here it comes. Go. And this is this is from the new album, Take It Off. I'm like, what? I don't even know if I really knew that song at that point in time. Oh, and so I was good. mad. But until, when you saw it, what they oh, did, probably your mind changed. Went from yeah. worst to first, right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. After about mean, 90 seconds, three or four strippers. Well, we'll call because, them yeah, dancers. Correct, correct. <laughs> Exotic performers. Because the thing was, I mean, that you like you said, we weren't even I, I, we weren't 21 at that point in time. So getting into a real gentleman's club, not an option for <laughs> us little kids. So I'm like, hmm. This is a little Boobies. something. Extra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hooray. You know what? You say that. Ha ha ha. I'm 50 and I still say that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but that's just how it goes. Yep. But as far as the actual song, I would have to I'd have to say shout it out loud because uh, I mean, it, it, I, I know that I know that was the album, but we we were there to see the the legacy stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, very early, I think freshman year, we went across the street to Park Avenue CDs and we would come through the used CDs all the time. And somebody turned in Alive 2 for some reason. And so instead of paying like 30 bucks back then, which is like 75 today or something like that, it was like 13 bucks for the two discs, you know. And so mm -hmm. we listened to that over and over and over. So, yeah, I, I did want to see Shout It Out Loud because it was so good on Alive 2 and we jammed to it so much as freshmen but yeah i mean take it off went from worst to first <laughs> instantly and there was gene like he's just grabbing his picks off his mic stand like plucking him at the girls like hey yeah. over yeah. here pay attention to me i'm the <laughs> one you want want to see my bank account you know kind of thing so that was that's just fun you know that's that's yeah. what it's all about sean was pissed off he's like Pfft. he didn't know how hard gene works or like all the business ventures he goes with that's all he does all day sitting around throwing picks to strippers man that's all you do i'm like he actually does quite a bit more but that's okay he's having fun that's ace fraley these days yeah right <laughs> that's ace fraley every day man he's ace is a lot True. of kind of caholics but workaholics not one of them <laughs> no uh what's your what was your favorite song on the hits tour that you saw there tom well, I Stole Your Love is probably tied for my all-time favorite Kiss song to begin with. So to have them open with that combined Crazy. with the combined with the with the like I said, the Sphinx, like that was easily, easily the best. But a slight, slight one be right behind that, just because of the shock value of it, mm -hmm. was they added fits like a glove in the into the set list. Yeah. And I remember me and my buddy again looking at each other being like, are they playing fits like a glove from Lick It Up right now? Because the rest of the set list is actually pretty standard. It's it's not that much different from what they're doing today, with the exception of of like Rise to It and uh, right. you know, hi, like Hide Your Heart. The rest of the set list, honestly, is is pretty much the set list today. And this was you know thirty almost thirty five years ago. So, but yeah, definitely, I stole your love. Well, they did Crazy Nights or Crazy Crazy Nights, I should say. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But yep. yeah, and you know they're going to do Rise to It. I mean, they don't really do Forever anymore. I feel like that's a disappointment to a lot of people. I don't think anybody wants to hear Paul try to sing that right now. <laughs> You're probably right about that, though. All right. <laughs> What's next on this list of illustrious questions that we came up? Oh, okay. Now, this is where the bitching can really start here. Oops. Number 16 is biggest disappointment. What was what was the one thing going in excited and that did happen or it didn't happen, Tom, that you're like, eh? Well, I kind of mentioned it earlier, and it, it's really I'm kind of cheating because it's not really Kiss related because Kiss did not disappoint me one minute on this tour. I was just bummed that Little Caesar was on the opening and, and, that, <laughs> and that we didn't because because like because because again, in 1990, you know, I like. 
I liked Winger. I liked Faster Pussycat. So I, I would have mm-hmm. liked to have had that as another opener. And to know that those guys were on that tour and that I didn't get them uh, was kind of a bummer. But I, I there was nothing disappointing about that show. It was my first Kiss show. I had never. I, I was hearing classics. I was hearing eighties. I was hearing stuff off the new album, Hot in the Shade. So no disappointments whatsoever for me. Let's skip to you this time, Zeus. Anything uh, about that first reunion gig? We're like, eh, if only they'd done this or they left out a song or anything. No, there. I mean, that was just picture perfect. Yeah, it's the set list. Remember now, we haven't had 20 years of the same songs. Right. So hearing this now with coming back with the reunion, any song they played was to me, you know, it's also the first time I've seen them. Any song they played was fantastic. So I wouldn't complain about the set list. You know, maybe I and I would I I don't think so. If I had to put something up there, say, oh well, you know, uh, I would have loved to hear here, um, you know, heavens on fire, lick it up or something like that. But then again, like not with Ace playing and not with them in makeup because I always feel the makeup songs, the non makeup songs, don't translate mm-hmm. to makeup era kiss. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I had anything that was disappointed in really. Well, that's cool. That's awesome. What about you, Jackson? Any any disappointments for that first night? I think the, the biggest <laughs> disappointment for me was that venue. It was just that, like, because, you know, I was psyched. You know, we, we're in the car. We're getting there. We pull into the place, and I this is it? Okay. And then we walked in. I'm like, this is just a glorified high school gym. So <laughs> I – and and the fact that – I guess we got there early, too, so you could kind of – it wasn't full of people, so you could kind of see, you know – the makeup of it and it was yeah it was just it was just very unimpressive to me gotcha for me it was no kiss marquee they mm, just had a yes. big white banner with kiss in black yes in the kiss lettering but they kind of dropped that down oh. behind the statue of liberty you know mm. uh, and that's kind of why you go see kiss i mean obviously it was all through the 70s ever from 96 on they've always had it and for most of the 80s now, Tom, did they not have that behind Leon when you so saw this, him? So this is the cool thing about the Hot in the Shade tour, which made it even more spectacular. So you had Leon, mm-hmm. okay? And then they made it. It's, it's amazing thinking back how they did this. So they made it at the end of the show where Leon almost like disappeared. Okay. And, and then rising up was the Kiss logo at the end of the show. Nice. So 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 throughout the concert, you just had Leon and you had lasers coming out of his eyes and all kinds of like effects and then at the end, they brought the Kiss logo up. So it's like, so th- back then they knew what they they knew what the fans wanted. Like, yeah. it's, almost like it's almost like that was the seeds being planted for what was going to come six years later with the reunion. Yeah. So is it possible that that tour we saw Revenge is that the only time they didn't use the big Kiss marquee live on a tour? I know that there were some shows before where they couldn't use it. They had to put it like on the floor, like behind them, or and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But but yeah, you're right. The revenge that you might be right. Would have to would have to look into that. Is there any? There's no official video for the revenge tour, is there? Well, confidential, kiss confidential. That that video kind of chronicles the revenge tour, and there's performances on that. So that that's kind of the story of the revenge tour. But there is no like live, like animalized live. There's nothing like that for revenge. No, I think I think confidential is the closest that you'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. Confidential is. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fair enough. Now, the 17th question, have you seen the artist again? Is kind of a question for you guys. But <laughs> do you know how many times you've seen them again? And obviously, you're going to see them a couple more times. Let, do you have your numbers together? Well, I did have my numbers together. And then I started getting kind of confused with the end of the road tour and the cruise. I was at around 
25 or 26. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, it's, it's around that number. I, I remember one time I spent, I went on Wikipedia and I just went through like everything. I'm like, bing, 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 bing. And I had a number. And then again, with the, between the crews and different things, it just started to get overwhelmed. I've, I've lost track. Yeah. The last time we saw them, other than the cruise, the last time we saw like a proper ticketed concert was uh, it'll be two years ago. It was August, August at uh, the aforementioned Great Woods Xfinity mm-hmm. Center. Yeah, gotcha. Yep, you about the same there, Zeus. I and mean, you guys tend to go together. Oh, oh no, he's time. seen he's seen them more than I have. Okay, he definitely did. So I would say maybe fifteen to twenty. And uh, again, Christ. In on this end of the road tour, we've seen them like ten times. Yes, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> yeah. like five concerts, and then if you go to the you know the cruise, it's three times uh, there. Like, yep, yeah. And so imagine how many times you're gonna hear freaking shout it out loud and be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but I w- I will say this: if that if that show that we saw a few years back in August, I remember we we were very pleasantly surprised at how great they looked and sounded mm-hmm. because we had seen them. I was just going to say now take that back. To, yeah, cause, New Hampshire show. Yes. Cause we, we saw them in February, 2020. We saw them a few weeks before COVID hit. We saw them at the, 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 the arena in Manchester, New Hampshire, Southern New Hampshire. And the show sucked. Oh, I mean, right. it was, it was like people were sitting down. It was boring. The band seemed like they were asleep. It was bad. Yeah. yeah it was bad. That's not good. Wait, I remember you talking about that on your show. I'm like, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, how many of it for you, Jackson? Uh, I have three total. Three total. Uh, the Revenge Tour. Uh, I saw him on the end of the road in Jacksonville in 2019, but I did see them in '96, and I do have to say that that was at Madison Square Garden. Ooh, so that nice. was that was pretty cool to to see them back in New York City. Nice. And that was one I think they did. I think they had two shows scheduled. And they sold out in like 38 seconds and mm-hmm. they added two more. And that's the only way that I got to go was on that second bank. But that was pretty cool to see them in New York City. Nice. And we'll be talking about that here in just a few minutes with you guys. <laughs> For me, I, I, it's either seven or eight. I haven't unearthed my tickets yet, so I'm not 100% sure. But the, the fact of the matter is after Psycho Circus and then with that Aerosmith thing, I was like, you know what? Now I've seen Kiss. You know, I've seen them like five times. I got to spend my money on other bands. And, you know, I'm not going to be chasing Kiss. I've given money on albums and DVDs and Kiss dolls and T-shirts. I don't need to do it anymore. Then I have a child uh, and I have to indoctrinate rock and roll into her. <laughs> and there's this great She Loves Scooby-Doo, as do I. As you know, as you've reviewed on your show, you got Scooby-Doo and Kiss and the rock and roll theme park, whatever it was. The perfect gateway. She loves it. <laughs> she loved it. So we're about to move to England and they're coming to my town just a couple of weeks before. I'm like, I, I got to take her. You know, I have to take her. So I took her. She got to about where Gene spits his blood. She's like, I, I think I need to take a break. And her mother's like, no, that's it. We're leaving. So I'm like, all right, fine. Then we moved to London and they're coming like three months after we get there. I'm like, I'm taking her again to hell with it, yep. you know? So, <laughs> yep. so I've seen her seven or eight times. I tried to take her this summer because they just played Amsterdam like mm-hmm. a f- couple weeks ago. Yeah. I got those tickets. I think it was December 18th. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this to her. Her birthday's right around that time. This will be a happy Christmas. And like that night, my wife got the call like, we think we need you to move back to Louisville. 
Like, fuck you. I just got my residency <laughs> card today. I just bought my daughter kiss tickets for June today. Go fuck yourself. Someone else can sell booze. <laughs> but you can't really say you no. Can, you can't really do it right. Right. You know? So like, okay. Yeah. After a couple of days of skulking around like this is bullshit. I'm like, all right, I guess we're going home. It's fine. <laughs> but, but I am going to take her to Indianapolis about a week. It's like the Saturday after Thanksgiving, about a week before you guys see them. Oh, so nice. Like, one more so i you know because she was disappointed obviously and, and yeah. she's not going to get too many more opportunities so like i'll take you one more time honey but the prices outrageous really shocking oh my how god how expensive they are that's yeah. crazy that's yeah. crazy like to sit upstairs was more than to sit downstairs in Amsterdam. Yeah. oh my god so wow but i'll do anything for my baby doll oh so. yeah of course anyway good yep. yeah all right. All right. So if you've seen them again, which obviously we all have, was this the best? Was it better than most? Was it in the middle? Does it stand out? You know, where, where does it rank? Ish. Yeah. For me, it, this is right there with the the first reunion show with Zeus. The band was at the top of their game. So, you know, I think it's easy for me. My two favorite shows was one without makeup, one with makeup. So this is this is kind of I mean, this is obviously special to me because it was the very first time I saw them. But then the the reunion tour is also very special to me because yeah. it was me seeing them with makeup for the first time. So those are by far the, the two greatest the two greatest shows for me, without question. No doubt. Yep. And Zeus still super special. Yeah, it's the best. It's the yeah. number one. Number it's one. Not even yeah. close. Yep. You know. Nope. Yeah, so for me, it, it can't. It, it's never going to be the reunion. You know, it's never going to beat that that spectacle, the, the buildup, how excited we were, got Ace and Peter back in the band, how cool is that? But it does stand out just because it was the only time I ever saw them without makeup. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it was fun to go with Jackson and Spitzy and Sean. So, I mean, of the seven times, but, but then even, you know, we didn't even get halfway through, I think, the show in London, you know, so it's it, I, it's special that I was with my daughter, but I mean, I would hold this in higher esteem. It's definitely top three because it was different and a different lineup you know got to see bruce only time i've ever seen bruce play so it, it was cool i was really glad that i did it it, it doesn't quite compare to 96 but it, it's it's up there mm-hmm. yeah i was i would say mine that's definitely number two the reunion in 96 you can't beat that yep hands down yeah but like you said we get, we got to see bruce play we got to see eric singer actually play the drums and be excited about it. Yeah. Some energy. About it. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not look like, you know, he could be reading the paper at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. uh, and yeah, he was and, blonde, which he actually yeah. is. He wasn't <laughs> dying his hair. And and for me, the, the last show I saw in Jacksonville was terrible. I mean, the, the crowd was, the band was good, but the crowd was just, mm-hmm. like, they were just sitting down. It was like, come on, people, you know, it's a rock show. Let's get going here. There's a lot of older people. And it was just kind of like, ugh. it definitely took some of it out of it. Yeah. And honestly, with with I mean, I love Eric Singer and Tommy doesn't seem like a bad guy, but yeah, it's just not the same. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What about after the show, though, guys? That's when it can really kind of get fun. Do you have any memories of that first night afterwards, Tom? Well, for that, again, we were uh, we were only 17, so we, we weren't drinking. But that area is just an absolute zoo. The parking lot is a mess. You, um, it, it, it has gotten much better over the years. I've been to a show recently. It's it's much better. But back then, you would just kind of tailgate again and wait for the crowd to, to, to die down. Either that or you'd be sitting in your car not moving for two, three hours. So, yeah, we, we just we just kind of hung out, just, uh, you know, listen to more music and just 
just kind of enjoy. I mean, it's the middle of the summer, so the weather was nice. But yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy for that one. But I just remember just kind of chilling in the parking lot and just everybody talking about how great the show was. Yeah, it seems like you guys have seen them in the summer a lot and around your birthdays quite a bit over the years. Yeah. It yep. seems like they just kind of yep. happen to be in your area then. Yep. I don't remember coming back and doing anything, Jackson, because first of all, you know, it takes a while to get out of there. We had to take an hour home and it was a school night. I mean, I remember going to class the next day. Yeah. I, I wish we had a, we had a recording of what was happening in the car because <laughs> it was just us screaming at each other. I know. That was a great show. <laughs> what? Yeah, shout it out loud, <laughs> man. That everybody, was great. Everything was just ringing. Yeah. And it was yeah. an hour back in the car. And I think, yeah, you're right. It was late and we had to go to school the next day. Yep. But uh, yeah, just, I just remember like thinking, I don't think I'm going to be able to hear correctly again. This was just really loud. Yep. It's fun. Did you guys party after 96 that first in July? So, I'm thinking, if anything, again, Murph drove. That means there's beers in the car, and to get out of the garden <laughs> in that parking lot, it takes forever. Yep. So we probably would have a, we probably just drank and just screamed at each other. Like, oh shit! We just saw it. Can you believe it? Oh my god! It's the greatest of all time. You know. Well, Mur- well, Murph yelled at us. I'm trying to merge under ninety three. Put the beer down. <laughs> God bless Probably. you, Murph. Uh, that's, we need some Murph questions on our show, man. That's what oh, we there need. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. All right. Now, uh, the last question, the penultimate, would you see them again now? <laughs> I think we know the answer for everybody for the most part there. Yes. Uh, looking yep. forward to uh, to the last two shows. You're going to both shows at MSG? Yes. Amazing, guys. Yep. Yeah. Do you really think one night will be different from the other? No. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> no. You but don't we, think we, the we, very last night there won't be anything the oh. least bit different? Zeus hopes and thinks. I've been convinced that it's just going to be rock and roll night. Thank you, guys. We'll see you soon or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I, I, Kiss loves you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we'll go. We're gonna. We'll make it. We're going. We're going for the weekend. We're, Murph's coming with us. We're gonna go down to New York City. It'll be nice. We'll be in the middle of the holiday season. Hope, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll have. We'll have a good time. It'll be nice. Uh. That's awesome. What what about you? Well, okay. Well, then, all right. Side question though. We know that this is the end of the road. They're not going to be doing these massive tours anymore. But you know, there's probably going to be a Vegas thing, or there will be opportunities probably to see them live again. Would you go to something like that? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm conv- I'm convinced. This is another thing that Zeus and I kind of disagree with over. I'm convinced that Paul wants out. That, mm-hmm. that 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 the pandemic screwed them out that he wants to be done yeah and i think if anybody continues anything it might be gene kind of like with the with the vegas event you know kind of just doing some small shows or claw I, I i know everybody's convinced of a vegas residency and it might happen i'm just not completely sold that that's going to happen i feel i really feel like paul is just going to go off into the distance and pursue mm-hmm. the, the art and and you know and that kind of stuff but only time will tell for sure we'll see yeah yeah what about you jackson i mean you the, the last time you saw him you did not like it i mean would you be willing to see them again if if we if we could go together if i could if i could get a like a crew of people then yeah probably but on my own now it's it's it was not that exciting this time yeah. I hear you. I hear you. And I'm I'm going with the wolf cub, right? I, I right, got it. Right. Because the first time she went, she was four. She's a little small. She didn't make it to the whole show. The second time she was five. And she actually got more tired the second time than she did the first time. <laughs> so she still hasn't seen the whole show. Now she's nine. Nice. It's going to be Thanksgiving weekend. 
Yeah. She can sleep in the car on the way home. Yep. I'm going to get her to rock and roll all night, at least the first couple minutes of it. And be like, honey, we got to go. We got to beat the crowd out of here. We got an hour and a half drive. No, no we got to go. Here we go. <laughs> nice. But, you know, it's it's something we share that I'm, you know, I'm happy that I get to do it with her. I wish my yeah. dad had taken me to, I mean, he hell, he could have taken me to Led Zeppelin when I was a kid. You know, he didn't do he it. Was... He could have taken me to the Stones. He didn't yep. do it. <laughs> yep. Selfish bastard. Anyway, uh, no, he's not such a I, I find it funny that she got bored of the second. She's probably like, love gun again. <laughs> Go. I think she was just worn out. You know, it was like a half an hour tube ride to get there. Oh, and then yeah. she was dancing the way in, you know, and then it was something like the pain of week sat there for 40 minutes before they came on. Yeah. And I just think, you know, it got to be like 10 o'clock and she's like, daddy, I'm tired. You know, in fact, we went out and caught a cab. And I'm like, take us to St. John's Wood. He's like, the St. John's Wood on the other side of town. I'm like, yeah, dude, I got a five-year-old. Just fucking drive me. Don't give me a hard time. I don't care if it's $70 or whatever. I don't care. Just take us home, will you? Hey, this is Scott Holiday from the Rival Sons. You're listening to the Ugly American Werewolf in London. Well, that's awesome. We really appreciate you coming on and sharing your kiss memories with us, guys. Man, it's a great trip down memory lane. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Anytime we're talking Kiss, especially memories of Kiss and concerts and stuff, there's nothing better. So we can't thank you guys enough for uh, for having us. Anytime for our Pantheon brothers. You name it. <laughs> That's right. No, and, and you're a big reason we're on Pantheon. I remember DM and Zeus like, dude, I can't even get these Christian and Peter guys to tell me to fuck off, man. What do I need to do to get on Pantheon? And you're like, <laughs> hey, man, you keep pushing. You keep doing Peter's our guy. Get in touch with him. And eventually it happened. And, you know, it, it's nice. been good for us. We're, we're proud to be a part of it. Yeah. And they've yep. thrown a lot of nice stuff our way. And, you know, little stuff like getting to talk to Mick Wall. Did you ever think about that when you were in college? You know, exactly. Oh. Absolutely. It's amazing. Yep. Agreed. You know, you're listening to get in the ring. I'm like, oh, this Mick Wall guy is going to kick his ass. Now we're talking to Mick Wall, you know. And, <laughs> look, guys. Hey, look, thanks so much for coming on. Keep doing what you're doing, man. We're just like all your other fans. You know, we love listening to what you got going on. It's it's appointment listening for me every week, although I'm a little behind, but I've just had a couple things going on. Thank you, guys. Much appreciated. And good luck. Thank continue, you, continue Thank you. with you guys. Uh, mutual respect and absolutely. mutual fandom on this end, too. Appreciate well, thank it. You guys. Thanks, thank boys. You guys. Oh, what a blast it was to hang out with those guys from Shout It Out Loud cast again. Tom and Zeus seem to be doing really well, and they're killing it on their show. I mean, we're excited for this new side cast, First Concert Memories. But those guys have about four or five of them, right? They've got Dorm Damage. They've got the Zeppelin Chronicles. They've got Album Review Crew with Sonny. And they guest on shows like ours. Very generous of them to come on our show and share their first Kiss concert memories. And it was fun for me and Jackson to go through them as well. So thanks, Tom and Zeus. You're still an inspiration. You're still kicking ass. And I got to say, you're the one show that I never miss each week. And it's not even because... I always need to hear your opinion on like the fifth disc of the Kiss box set that I'm probably never going to buy, although it's always interesting. It's mostly because those guys make me laugh. So please keep up the good work. Definitely, if you haven't already, check out the Shout It Out Loud cast wherever you get your podcast. And you can go to shoutitoutloudcast.com to see all the past episodes, go to their store. You can go to Shopify to the Ugly American Werewolf in London store. And hopefully you'll download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, not only to Shout It Out Loudcast, but to the Ugly American Werewolf in London, which now includes First Concert Memories. Thanks so much to Pantheon Podcast, of which we both, Shout It Out Loudcast and Ugly American Werewolf in London, are proud members. 
And thank you, as always, to our sponsor, RareVinyl.com. Guys, you collect records, go to RareVinyl.com, use the code UGLY, and buy a bunch of stuff, because you get 10% off. So don't just buy one record for 30 buy 10 records for 300 save yourself 10%, your record collection will thank you. This is a monthly show, so it's going to be a month before you hear the next one, but you can always hear the weekly Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast wherever you get your podcast. So until next time, folks, keep rock alive by going to see live music wherever you can. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.